Coming up next, we'll sit down with the artistic director and founding member of Live Arts, Don Krishnaswamy. Live Arts is a nonprofit organization dedicated to keeping classical music alive right here in Franklin. Don will talk to us about the mission of Live Arts and share with us details on an important fundraiser coming up on October 21st. All that more coming up next on Chapters. Welcome to Chapters. My name is Jim Derrick, and on today's program, we have as our guest the artistic director of Live Arts, Don Krishnaswamy. Welcome, Don. Hello. Thanks very much for having me. I'm and happy to be here. Thanks for being here. Really appreciate yes. it. Don is you're a professional musician. That's correct. By uh -huh. trade. That's right. And you've yep. been performing chamber music now for many, many years. For many years. That's right. Uh huh. A violist. I'm a violist. I, I started as a violinist, and then I switched to viola, and now I say I added viola because I still play violin. Excellent. Went through a time where I stayed away from the violin, but now I play both, but perform pretty much as a violist and sure. teach a lot of violin. Sure. So, yeah. uh, exciting uh, news regarding live arts, and we're going to talk again more about the organization as a whole, but you have a fundraiser coming up on October 21st, yes, which is really going to be spectacular, and that's at the Unitarian Universalist Church. That's right. Can you tell us more about that? Absolutely. So on October 21st at a at three o'clock, we have a, a wonderful, exciting fundraiser for live arts happening. Mm -hmm. um, it's at 262 Chestnut Street, Unitarian Universalist Society. And uh, we have two uh, absolutely phenomenal world-class uh, artists, uh, international concert violinist. Uh, uh, okay, I, I know his name, James Buswell. Right. He's so famous, I can't even think <laughs> of his name. Uh, James Buswell will be performing. We were absolutely really amazed that he was willing to come and, and you know, for a fundraiser, they, they are donating their services, which wow. is extraordinary. And then um, a Boston native and favorite, Victor Rosenbaum, wow. pianist. And, and uh, James Buswell and Victor Rosenbaum have performed together a lot over the years and they'll be joined by the Buswell Ensemble which includes another violinist and a cellist and I have my notes here right on my iPhone forgive me for Great. just referring a little bit here but we have Amy Galuzzo on violin and Carol U on cello and they and James Buswell together form the Buswell Ensemble Victor Rosenbaum will join them um, Buswell has, has performed all over the world as an international concert soloist right. and he has taught at New England Conservatory I think he's retired from NEC now uh, Victor Rosenbaum has taught at New England Conservatory and um, so we're just delighted to have them coming to this to play this concert the, the wonderful thing things that's going to be an all Mozart program right you know people love Mozart right. and uh, and there there's some really um, fabulous interpreters of Mozart these these men so right. really excited to hear you know I Don, I just love the mission of live arts mm -hmm. and and this particular program uh, second to none we I mean how could you imagine getting these type of artists into well, our community here yeah, without it, something it, like it, live arts? Absolutely. It, it's a coup to have these gentlemen, but also our series, which has been running since 2002, right. uh, our, our mission is to bring in musicians of the highest caliber right into the town of Franklin, right. uh, as opposed to people having to go to Boston. And the, the level of music that you hear on this series is is really second to none. It's top caliber, just like what you hear, honestly, at Symphony Hall, Jordan 
Hall, mm -hmm. go to New York, you know, Carnegie Hall. Th these are absolutely phenomenal musicians that perform on our series, and we're so blessed to have this right here in Franklin. We really are, and, and yeah. we were talking a little bit before we went on air, and the uh, amount of entertainment that we have locally here, uh, and we were talking about the cultural arts districting yes. and all of that, yes. um, that has been championed by our state rep, uh, it's just amazing the level of entertainment we have here. You really don't need to go to Providence or Boston or New York City. Yeah, it's up and, and coming. And it's incredible. So talk about the mission of Live Arts and why people would want to support an organization like yours. Well, I think, uh, you know, having a, a town you know, this distant from Boston that, that is so such becoming such a cultural, I don't know if I would say hub, but it could be getting there. It just enriches the whole area. Mm -hmm. And, and to, the more people that, that support it and, and are, are coming to these events just validate it that much more. Franklin is, is applying to the Massachusetts Cultural Council for cultural district status. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the, the more people that are supporting the arts here in Franklin, you know, just the better it is for everybody. Mm. Uh, Go ahead. And you, and you mentioned Mozart and, and yes. the fact that this particular event on October 21st, again, at the Unitarian Universalist Church, and before we go too much further, where do people get information and tickets? Yes, excellent question. So uh, we have a website, uh, Live Arts, that's L-I-V-E-A-R-T-S-M-A, -E so Live Arts Ma, Massachusetts, liveartsma.org. Mm -hmm. Is there okay. a telephone number or contact? Uh, the best thing to do is, is to go right, right to the website. Go right and, on the these web. days everybody's doing everything thing online. So I really strongly suggest just going right to liveartsma.org okay. and you can purchase tickets right there. You can purchase tickets uh, for the whole season, a subscription for the season. Great. I'd be happy to share at, at the Please. right moment what the season is this year. Um, and so we uh, we have um, the fundraiser on October 21st, uh, as I've already mentioned. And then on November 4th, we have a wonderful, we're so excited for this, uh, Metropolitan Opera Mezzo-Soprano, Sandra Peaks Eddy, um, is going to be performing a program with baritone David Kravitz, and then a duo of, uh, of pianists, piano four hands. Um, and their, their names are Wayman Chin and Brian Mole. Piano Four Hands with Mezzo Soprano and Baritone. And the thing about this is this year, all over the country, and I'm sure the, the world, but certainly the United States, there are Leonard Bernstein tributes going right. on. Yes. Because this is the 100th anniversary of his birth. And uh, 1918, he was born. Right. And so there are tributes all over the place. And we're so happy to have a concert on our series that's paying tribute to Bernstein. So they'll be doing an all Bernstein program. Right. And that's just going to be very, very exciting. Um, she, she's such a, a wonderful dynamic mezzo-soprano. David Kravitz is a wonderful baritone. And just to think, there's also a little bit of staging in this one. Mm -hmm. It's not just a, a concert where they stand there. They've told me that there's going to be some you know, staging, and I think it's going to be lots of fun. Sure. So that's on November 4th coming up. Um, then uh, we have the holiday season where we're quiet. And then in February, on February 17th, we have a, a virtuoso cellist named Aaron Zelkowitz who will perform a cello recital with piano with pianist Christina Wright Ivanova. And uh, he, he's uh, hails from Pittsburgh, 
Um, <laughs> I'll just say his parents were actually my first and second violin teacher. No kidding. And uh, his mother was carrying him <laughs> when I had <laughs> lessons. Um, but I was only about 10. I want to make that clear yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> Understood. Understood. So anyway, so but he's, he's just a, a fabulous performer. We're very excited to have him bringing his virtuosity to our series. Again, that's on February 17th next year. And then on April 14th, we have uh, an Andover-based group called Mistral, M-I-S-T-R-A-L, Mistral. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And they, they are a, a group that has various different combinations of instruments. This particular one, they'll have flute, harp, and viola which is just a yummy ensemble. Right. I mean, I'm a little biased as a violist. I, I but, can tell that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, but yeah. They, they'll be doing um, works by Claude Debussy, the, the French Impressionist composer, mm -hmm. and another French Impressionist, Maurice Ravel. Mm -hmm. um, they, they've both written um, beautiful pieces for that combination. I think the Ravel is for cello originally, as far as I know, but it's often done on viola. Mm -hmm. so, so they'll be doing that and some other music. This concert is on April 14th next year. Mm. And again, this, this is impeccable quality music. I also did want to mention that uh, Live Arts has a string quartet in residence mm. called the Live Arts Quartet. <clears throat> um, <throat> I'm the violist in that quartet and then we have uh, two, two violins and a cellist and we usually do a concert every single season. Audiences can be treated to a string quartet recital each season by our quartet in residence. This year we deferred to this wonderful Bernstein tribute. Um, sure. So we're, we're letting them have the stage for that in this Bernstein year. In, so, in honor of Bernstein's on, Bernstein. 100th birthday. 100th birthday, <clears throat> right. Wonderful, yeah. Exactly. You know, what's so exciting, another thing that's so exciting to me about this, Don, is I know you you have a musical family. Yes. Your wife is a singer, singer and she's and an actress. actress. That's right. Uh -huh. your, your daughter's involved in music, yeah, your sons my, are involved yeah, my, in music. My daughter is an actress and, and singer, and she's right. in L.A., and my, right. my son is a tenor studying opera. But I would think for, for the child is a piano technician. For the pianist. average person like myself, um, that has young children or a family. What a great opportunity to expose your children if they haven't been exposed yet. Yes. To the to a different form of music, uh, to the incredible uh, display of people performing live. Right. Uh, right. Without enormous, uh, uh, you know, acoustics overbearing. Uh, right. Right. Exactly. Acoustics that yeah, they might yeah. be used to. Right, um, right. But in a really intimate setting. Absolutely. Do you find yeah. that 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 type of exposure is good? in terms of attracting new new musicians, budding musicians? Well, absolutely, and on that subject, as far as budding musicians, Franklin is, is so fortunate and wealthy in, in riches of music as far as uh, strings go, because yeah. they have an incredible string program at the high school and at the middle school. That's just another example of, of the cultural center that Franklin is becoming. And yeah. I, I moved to, to Norfolk right beside Franklin. We won't some, hold that some, against you. Yeah. <laughs> some years ago, not having any idea what was right on my sure. doorstep, this this really active string program. And right. so all these kids are, the, all schools have a band, right. but not as many have strings. Right. And there's just something about strings Again, yes, I'm biased, but there's something about strings that just kind of takes it to another level of, of classiness. Well, you may be biased, <laughs> but in addition to having the best shirt in the business, you're also a professional musician that happens That's to know right. what they're talking about. You've been around. Right, uh, right, yes. And, yeah. and you've been a professional musician now for years. For yes, I mean, I mean I've mean, i been at it since, since I graduated with my master's, 30 years now. Yeah. I don't like to do that math, yeah. but that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you play, Don, professionally? Uh, I, I play, I mean, I play a lot of chamber music, both here at Live Art 
Arts and also with a group based in the South Coast called mm -hmm. the South Coast Chamber Music mm. uh, Society. And then I also, I've played with various groups in Boston over the years. I've, I've played with the Boston Pops, sure. uh, you know, here, here and there, and uh, also with the Boston Lyric Opera for years, right. and then Boston Ballet. If it has Boston in front of it, I've probably played with Fantastic. it. Fantastic. So this is so. coming from someone who's very well qualified, has a whole family of, of musicians, singers, act, actors, actresses in, yes. in your family. Yes. So uh, that's a very high compliment coming from, from oh. somebody like you in terms of Franklin and its music program. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. So again, we're talking about October 21st. This is a unique opportunity to support this wonderful nonprofit. Live Arts is the name of the nonprofit. It's based right here in Franklin. Uh, the home base for it is the Unitarian Universalist Church at 262 Chestnut Street. Uh, what time is the performance on the 21st? The performance is, is at 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh -huh. And uh, you can get tickets at the door or they can be purchased online. Again, I'll give the website again. It's liveartsma.org and you can get tickets right there on the website or at the door. Uh, uh, tickets for our concerts, our usual concerts, are $20. For adults, children under 18 are free. Mm -hmm. And we do have special senior pricing. I, I, I believe the tickets are 15. I'd need to check on that, but there's a little discount for seniors. Yeah. Uh, for our fundraiser, because it's a fundraiser and we were just trying to you know, help support uh, live arts and the arts, the tickets are $40 at mm -hmm. the door or, or, or online. Mm -hmm. So they're, you know, they're a little bit more, but there'll also be, there'll be a, a, a raffle and this yeah, kind of thing. It's going to a great yeah. cause. Um, going to a great cause, to supporting me, the arts We need to support the arts yeah. in town. We have the black, we're blessed. We have the black box. black box. We've got uh, the Orpheum over in Foxboro. Right. We've got a tremendous array, live arts. Franklin We've got the School for House. the Performing Arts. Franklin yeah. School for the FSPCA. Yeah. Um, Encore, there's an Encore Music Academy in Franklin right. doing great stuff. Right, so, so this is something that if we support this here locally, uh, the opportunities not only to hear first-rate musicians that yes. we're not going to get the opportunity to hear without live arts. Right. We're just unless not. you drive into Boston. Unless you, that's what I mean. Unless yeah. you drive into Boston, we're, they're just not going to come. Parking's to our a bear, everybody. It you got is. a parking lot right at Live By the way, you might pay fifty or sixty dollars for parking for your parking. If you're lucky. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So we really want to support Live Arts on October twenty-first at the Unitarian Universalist Church. It's a three p.m. show. Three p.m. Tell me about Mozart. Why is the uh, why is that so exciting? I'm a non-classical. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right, music right. person, and, well, but I do enjoy it when I hear it. So what makes I, I Mozart think, so appealing? Well, because Mozart is so appealing. Because it's that's Mozart. Not, <laughs> that's not a good way to answer your question. But, yeah. but uh, first of all, I, I perhaps the thing that attracts people most to Mozart, and they may not even know it, is the absolute sublime perfection. Uh -huh of his writing. Mm -hmm. I always remember the movie Amadeus where somebody says, you wrote too many notes, you need to take some out. And he says, which notes would you have me take out? <laughs> he knew exactly what he was doing. He wrote absolutely perfectly. I, I've never heard a note of Mozart that I would change. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be full of it and if I said it should it. be. Yeah. Yes, in, indeed. So there's something about that that perfection that just draws the heart in, but also it, it's just, it's it's uh, charged with, with life, with emotion, with excitement, with, with drama. And, and it's all in the context of the classical period in music where, where if there was a, a certain kind of just like Beethoven, Tchaikovsky, these composers, they wore it on their sleeves. It's like, ah, oh. Mozart show, had his emotion a little bit more contained, and yet it was there. Sure. That was kind of the classical way. And uh, so it's just, it's just very, it's charming, it's 
energized, it's spiritual, and again, it's perfect. If you'll <laughs> allow me, and forgive me in advance for drilling down on some questions about yes. classical music and chamber music and what it, what it means to you, what is it that draws you to the genre? Me personally? You personally. I was programmed at the factory, okay? Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> That's all. I, I've, I've loved music and specifically classical music since I was a, a child. I guess if we could trace influences, my mother was an opera singer. She sang in opera choruses. Mm -hmm. She was in the Edmonton, Canada Opera Company in the chorus. I was raised in Canada. And, and I used to get dragged to rehearsals and and so that was very much a part of me. Funnily enough, I ended up not liking opera for a long time after that. I'll bet. But I play so much opera now, I, I adore opera. It's mm -hmm. a fabulous genre. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so I, perhaps that would explain partly why I came up in music, but it's 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 something I think many musicians would agree when I say that it's not something you choose; it's just something you are. Really, and that that's how it always was for me. I don't ever remember a time when I didn't just want to be music. Mm -hmm. I can tell you, know? you this: I feel smarter after I listen to it. <laughs> it's it's like people with a British accent; they sound immediately smarter to me right, right, when I listen right. to classical music. I, yeah. But I have heard people uh, talk about the development of the brain relative to listening to classical music and, yes, and yes. have you heard oh absolutely absolutely that okay, on that subject the most striking thing I've ever heard is that I read an article that that uh, said that neurologists can get this can recognize at sight the brain of a professional musician really over that of even the most eggheaded scientists chemists biologists the, the most intellectual people the brain of a professional musician is instantly recognizable as different now I can't give you any technicalities on that but I did read that and the, what what I think it may have to do with is in, in the academic fields there's no physical connection required it's all it's all head, right? Right, of course. Okay, uh, but in music, obviously, you have to take that intellect and you have to tell the body what to do. Right, playing an instrument or for the voice, it's the same thing. You got to make the body do it, and so that 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 mind body connection, I think. That, that, that's what it, I'm it makes surmising, sense. is that's what makes the, the brain of a musician different. Right, and I love live music. We were talking about this before. I, I All types of live music I watch, but there is that emotional connection that you get with the performer um, when they're performing a piece, whether, for, in my case, if I'm, if I'm watching the blues or, mm -hmm, or Bruce mm -hmm. Springsteen on sure, stage. But, absolutely. Uh, but same thing with Mozart. Yeah. You, do you feel emotion as you're performing? Oh, most most certainly you, you do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm par partly. I mean, l largely because it's just it just comes out of who you are. Mm -hmm. um, if if it doesn't come out of who you are, then then it's not valid, and you should do something else. This may be a silly <laughs> question, but classical music can be so intricate to the non. You know, mm -hmm. I I don't know what's coming up. Right. Uh, do you play the same piece the same every single time you play it? Absolutely you... not. Interesting. The, the, the thing that is the same is the page. You know, I, I contrast us classical musicians against jazz musicians. Mm -hmm. uh, I admire them so much. They improvise. Improvisation used to be required of a classical musician hundreds of years ago. You couldn't be any taken seriously if you didn't improvise. Really? But that's a lost art with us. So we read off the page. And that seems in, such, in one sense such a shame. All we do is, you know, we practice this exact thing in the practice room. Then we go take that on stage. Precision. The, yeah, exactly. But the thing is, you can't notate the heart, soul, and blood, and spirit of it. You can't notate that. Uh, this know, is, I had no idea whether I was asking yeah. a valid question or not, no. but I, I'm used to listening to the blues. I listen yeah, to some yeah. jazz, and there's so much improvisation right. uh, that goes on. 
um, and you know it when you hear it, and you can feel it right. uh, a lot of times. And you're saying it's the same well, thing. Well, the the improvisation for us is not. I mean, it's all predetermined as far as what you play, right. because the composer wrote it a certain of, way, of and our job is to be true to exactly what they mm -hmm. wrote. But but the improvisatory element comes from how how we feel a certain phrase at the time. I'll tell you, sometimes in my practice room, if I can't figure out how I'm going to like finger something or bow something exactly, sure. I've worked with it for a while. I say, never mind. I'll see how it goes on stage but it takes experience to be at that point I'm sure it does you, when, when, I'm you're, sure it when does. you're young you're like it's got I got to get this all set in the practice room sometimes if I've slaved over something ah you know let's see how it goes on stage so sometimes there's that that element of improvisatory feeling you know yeah. even though you have to play exactly what the composer wrote yeah. and then you know the musicians react off of each other in different ways yeah. at different times you know we, in my South Coast series we always play a Saturday and a Sunday concert yeah. And they're they're each very different really? from each other. We're playing the same notes, but they, they each feel distinct. <laughs> it's so. so interesting. You know what? I, I'll tell you what. I'm going to be there on the 21st. I would Good. urge everybody else. October 21st, the Unitarian Universalist Church. That's it. Uh, 262. 262 Chestnut, Chestnut Street in Franklin, Massachusetts. Go to liveartsma.org. Uh, Get your tickets. I can tell you, talking to Don, looking at his enthusiasm for, for uh, what's coming up, I can tell you it's going to be a day you do not want to miss a concert performance. Bring the whole family. Absolutely. Bring the family. Children under 18 are free of charge. Great. Great. So. And please uh, consider going online and subscribing to the season for Live Arts. We heard about all of these great performances coming up going right through April. That's right. Uh, and beyond, I'm sure. But consider becoming a regular patron uh, and subscribing. You're going to meet, you'll meet Don. I'll He's the artistic director. Absolutely. And yep. you're going to see some terrific performances. Again, let's keep yep. the arts alive right here in Franklin. So, That's Don, right. thank you very much My for coming in. My real pleasure. In. Thanks so much for having me. Look forward to seeing you on the 21st. Indeed. My name is Jim Derrick, and thanks for watching Chapter.